on everything in my mind small shit bothers me but now my father he said sayonara and split but i don't give a shit i'm fine longest there's batteries in my walkman nothing's the matter with me shit look on the bright side at least i ain't walking i bike ride through the neighborhood of my apartment complex hey how you guys doing this is the producer from brothers comics welcome to the um the comic book show it's a generic title that we have if you've listened to this podcast before it was known as the Thursday comic book chat, and it might actually go back to the Thursday comic book chat, but as we've um, revamped and had our hiatus over the last few weeks and months, yeah, we um, we might come up with a new show. I was thinking we might be the Marvel hacks, since we get accused of being that all the time. Um, on the line tonight, uh, I have uh, my two favorite mutants, as they always are in a Thursday night comic book chat. We have the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Thank you all, people. We are back. And I am black. So. Yeah, that's right. And we also have uh, it's Brother Beavis, fresh off of Comic-Con. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. Hi, what's up, my mutants? All right, mutie pews, mutie please. All right, so, yeah, yeah so we've kind of been away, uh, and no for other reasons, just of life reasons, uh, like all the Brothers Comics podcasts have really been on pause for the past few, um, I mean, weeks. And like, it's been a couple of months, really, except for a couple of hiccups here and there. Um, so yeah, so the, the Thursday night comic book shadow, the comic book show, we're really going to start to focus a little bit more on some more recent comics, uh, newer comics. That was kind of one of the notes that we, uh, we had gotten from people that listened to the show, but we're still going to focus on the classic X-Men stories because that's, um, that's something that a lot of people like, especially some of our older fans. So, um, so the wind up being a mix of the two tonight, we're going to focus on Marvel legacy, um, because that is. Uh, Marvel has hit the Control-Alt-Delete button to reset uh, their Marvel Universe here. Um, so they came out with this book. This is Post-Secret Empire. Now, I have I have it on my, the, our production notes that I was going to go over Secret Empires um, <laughs> because I'm, I, I might be the only one that read it. Brother Beavis, did you get a chance to read those ten issues? Uh, so I, I have the first two plus zero, but I have been following uh i look at gizmodo and they had recaps every week okay sandman did you gizmodo or read those 10 issues um i got about half of them done so i have half the knowledge i through uh, other means i've uh, kind of figured out and heard what was going on in the comic though so um more or less i kind of know Okay, yeah, so Marvel has gone from event to event, so from Secret Empire leads to um, this event of Marvel Legacy, and it is really the return of the the traditional white male straight heroes, and we'll kind of get to that as we go through. But to recap Secret Empire, um, damn, that's pretty much it. Um, Nick Spencer, uh, I... I, (laughs) Nick Spencer wasted a whole lot of time, money, effort, and energy of nerds and Marvel to <laughs> basically tell the story. It's like, yeah, um, 
Kobix, the the Infinity Cube or whatever. It's 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 not yeah. a great story. I mean, I mean that's basically what it is. It really wasn't a great story. I, it, it got a lot of attention because of Hydra Cap or whatever. Um, uh-huh. But for the most part, like it it wasn't a great story, brother. B, I don't know how do I don't know how long in advance they they like figure those stories out, like how far in advance they plot them. But to me, it feels like. They thought it was maybe a better idea at the time they thought of it than by the time it came out because they were touching on themes that are, to say the least, not funny now because of what's going on in the regular world. And yeah. um, I think, you know, there's a they, they've gotten into this legacy of, of crapping on iconic characters, and uh, I don't think it went well with Captain America. And you're right, it has... The thing that frustrates me is like, yeah, there were plots and schemes and stuff like this, but it seems like the climax of these things is always just like, hit harder, you know, and it's like yeah. all this reality warping stuff. There's only a certain number of Marvel characters that play at that level. And so, you know, I think they ultimately ended up telling a story that by the time it came out, nobody wanted to hear, and there wasn't much to it anyway. And and it just continues the trend of like having – to me, it's a cop-out when you, your villain is another hero or a cosmic, cosmic cube spawned evil version of a, a hero. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it really is um, a dusty finish. Uh, we will still keep making wrestling references on this podcast. It really is a dusty finish that everything gets all kind of clusterfucked at the end. And it was just like, well, why did I just spend all of this time reading this, if you were just going to kind of muddle it up at the end and then get me right back to where I was before it started. Um, right, right. I, Did they undo the shocking deaths by the end? Um, I don't believe so. You know, spoiler alert, if you haven't read Fire, um, Scarlet Witch is dead, allegedly. Um, Scarlet Witch, too? I knew yeah, about oh, Black yeah, Widow. Scarlet Witch is dead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, I got my redheads confused. Um, Black Widow is dead. Um... Hulk is allegedly dead, but that's clearly not true. That was um, from Secret Wars. Rick Jones got killed, I think. Rick Jones, yeah, that was that. Uh, yeah, it it just wasn't a great story overall. And that I know Nick Spencer got a lot of beef because of the Hydra Cap stuff. And you're right, it does draw on some current parallels in today's political uh, landscape or whatever. And whether they saw that or whether it was just a happy coincidence, I'm not really sure, but as an overall story, like it left me, I wouldn't say wanting more. It left me thinking that this could have been wrapped up in six issues instead of ten. Well, you could see like they were like issuing apologies like three weeks in. They were yeah. like, "Hey, everybody, it's okay. It's going to turn out all right." Yeah, yeah. it was. That was really mainly the the uh, uh, Hydra Cap thing, wasn't it? Because you know people yeah. did not like that at all. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and and in the end, it it was kind of pointless because it really wasn't Cab in, in the in the end anyway. You know, it wasn't really his own um, choices, you know, or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it, it it made no sense. It was kind of pointless in the end. Yeah, it, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, and again, we're at this point now where Marvel, and we've been very clear on this. Probably, I would say, I mean, I should have trademarked this crap about the Plessy versus Ferguson heroes from Marvel. And, um, you know, for the last year and a half, two years or so, Marvel had made this switch, or not a switch, but it made this idea of, like, all right, we're going to push, like, 
a few of the non-white traditional heroes. You know, so Black Panther got a huge push, which will come up here in a little bit. Uh, Captain Marvel got a huge push. Miss Marvel got a huge push. Miles Morales got this huge push. Uh, Iron Heart. Riri Williams. Uh, Riri yeah. Williams. Um, uh, Devil, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur. Like, they had pushed these books. The Ultimates, which I think was a freaking awesome book, but that's a whole other podcast, too. Like, you know, like all of these books, they've really gotten these, these, these huge pushes and kind of, like, pushed the traditional white heroes off to the side. And it was kind of met with, you know, you know, meh, whatever emoji that would be with mm-hmm. either overall fans or just the comic book fans or comic books in general. And it never really got the footing that it e- they either wanted or it just didn't. And now, you know, you get, again, a control art delete the same way that DC did with from uh, 52 to Rebirth, getting the heroes back to what people are used to, which is the traditional stories, uh, origins, comic book numbers, like that's what everything in it, and that was a big hit for DC, and so Marvel comes back to do the same thing here with Legacy. So, I mean, right. it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, we'll find out because we're going to wind up talking about it on this podcast, but, like, you know, are you okay? What's, what is your, you know, what is your take on the Plessy versus Ferguson heroes? Like, after that two-year run, really, Sandman, what's, what's the takeaway from Plessy versus Ferguson heroes? Um, I thought it was um, an ill-gotten attempt, you know, to thrust, you know, minority characters, uh, for lack of a better word, into, you know, the spotlight, into the shoes of the traditional heroes, uh, you know, the mainstays of the Marvel Universe. And and they should have known uh, beforehand that that's just not going to work long-term. I mean, who among us thought that any of those heroes were going to be permanent? I mean, not for one second. And... This is and another thing. This isn't the first time they've done that. Um, Thor, uh, one of the um, alter uh, egos of Thor, who uh, Eric Masterson for a while replaced him, and you knew good and damn well that not only was the original Thor going to come back, but they were going to like pretty much kill off that character, and that's exactly what happened. And I actually was kind of mad at the time. Thunderstrike. Yeah, Thunderstrike, the, the name he took after um, subbing for Thor for a while. He got his own uh, roommates. And, and eventually, they, so I just thought, like, well, you really didn't have to kill him, did you? And it's like, no, nah, we have to, like, erase him from <laughs> the history of Marvel almost to make way for Thor again, you know? And I, I thought that was just, why would you introduce a character and then, you know, basically destroy them? And I fear, like, this is going to happen to, at least, if not all, but probably most of these um secondary heroes they've uh, thrust into the limelight now, you know, because they have to bring the other ones back. And so right. the other, now these are going to these heroes are going to have to go return to obscurity or oblivion, one of the two, and I, I hate that. So that's, yeah. That my, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of see that too. What do you think? What's the, what's the legacy, uh, see what I did there, of the Plessy versus Ferguson heroes, Brother Beaver? I, I think, uh, you know, there's, uh, for one, I think, Doing it at the expense of the mainstays, I think, was the fundamental flaw, because then you force people to like, like, you know, kind of decide. I think some other things that are troubling is, you know, when they, they sort of, you know, there were some sales figures. This is like, well, we tried, and nobody bought it, so now we're just going back. You know, I think that that's a little bit troubling. I think, 
you know, ra- you know, rather than getting rid of Captain America, Thor, Hulk, everybody, you know, knock off a couple Spider-Man titles, knock off a couple Wolverine titles. There's room on the shelf for a few more books. Put decent teams on them, and you can make a book about anybody. Um, but I think the fact that they just sort of did this wholesale changeover um, at the expense of a lot of things. You know, it's just. I think that was one of the things that hurt it. Now, who knows? Maybe it'll go. It, maybe it'll be fine going forward. And, and you know, Captain Marvel, she was not like her. Her story didn't pick up just from that period of time. I mean, she was gaining steam ahead of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there are th- some things to go. I, I just, I wish they would just give up on continuity, and because they keep trying to do these things where they smooth everything over, and even with the legacy renumbering, they're trying to draw a line in the past. We. You've stomped on that line. Just that's okay. There's some things like you have to carry forward some some things about the characters, but you don't have to honor every single story that's been told. But just put a good team on it, tell good stories, and don't take a dump on the character. It's not it's not hard. Yeah, it's, right. But for some reason, they make it really really difficult. And and you know, and again, we don't. Again, this is the comic book show hashtag the Marvel Hack Show. Like, I don't know that DC does that as much. Like, I think DC really got smacked in the face with 52. And uh-huh. they were like, okay, we ain't doing that shit no more. Um, like, we know what y'all, you know, like and what y'all are used to. And we're going to keep it, like, you know, thorough with that and keep it moving with that. And, like, I think Marvel kind of got a face, uh, face uh, smack with this, too. But they also had some heroes come out of this thing that did get a huge bump. You know, Miss Marvel is crazy popular right now. Miles Morales mm-hmm. is crazy popular right now. You know, there were a, a couple of characters that came out of this whole thing that, you know, were really that, – that, that I don't think that they expected to get so popular, you know, coming out of this. And now, you know, do they get pushed to the back? You know, Spider-Man is Spider-Man, you know, but Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker is also back too. Now he's back to domestic Spider-Man. He's not international Spider-Man anymore. You know, is Miss Marvel going to continue her role, whether it be on the Champions or the Avengers? You know, what role is she going to play moving forward, you know, in the Marvel Universe? So, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I'm, 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 I'm always kind of curious as to see how these things play out. Um, but overall... I think the legacy, see what I did, they did it again. The overall legacy, I think, of Plessy versus Ferguson is just like what you said, brother. Well, we tried, and y'all didn't buy it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Shoulder shrug, and, you know, on to the next one. So, all right. So, on to, so the, on next to the next one. one. Yeah, on to the next one is Marvel Legacy. That's right. Hey, segue. <laughs> uh, production value, people. Uh, written by Jason A. Aaron. Is Aaron here? Where is A-Ron? A-A-A-Ron. A-A-A-Ron. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> One of the right. key appeal sketches that I really enjoy. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah. Hilarious. Um, art by, I think it's Esad Rebic et al. Because it's uh, yeah, 60 it's pages like in 12. all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's a couple of people in there that was um, on the basic skills there. But the overall <laughs> art is actually pretty decent in the book. Um, the yeah. book, when it opens up, is being narrated by an unknown author at the time that you don't know who's doing the narration. Um, the color scheme of the, the narration boxes might have given a giveaway a little bit, but whatever. Um, and so I, the, I put in the notes that the books hit like several different beats. 
Uh, so we'll go kind of through the beats, and, and we'll kind of talk about each one. Now, Brother Beavis, before we started recording, you said this was – what you said it was like a movie trailer, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's – I mean, there is a story that runs through here, but the most part, this is like a teaser trailer for the other 70 books they're trying to tell you, sell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, noted. And, again, I, I'm reading off a digital copy – um, so it's really more difficult to kind of feel the weight of it, but I can imagine flipping through the book that way. It's just like, and here we go with somebody else. So, yeah. But overall, and I said this before we started, I, I enjoyed this, so please don't let my snarkiness at, at certain parts um, like kind of overwhelm my overall review. Uh, so, yeah, so I enjoyed it. All right, so beat one, we get to the, uh, the BC heroes. You know, they're going back like millions of years, and we found out that, you know, the heroes were still fighting generations ago, um, and we get what is it? Odin, the Phoenix Force, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Fist, Ghost Rider, uh, Agamotto. Yeah, Agamotto. Um, who else did I miss? Black Panther. Star Asian Brand. Black Panther. Star Brand. That's a one. That's a one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even aware Star Brand was even in the main Marvel universe. It was kind of an enlightening for me. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm probably just behind, but whatever. Yeah, that was. Just, can I take a moment? I didn't know who the hell Starbrand was. He, I mean, what was it? 80s when they had that book that came out because they tried to do what was it? They called it the new New Universe. I new think. Universal, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. A, it was Jim Shooter's book. Jim Shooter, who either either saved us or cost us the the uh, Colossus and Kitty Pride relationship, saved us from <laughs> Peter the pedophile. Uh, got his own <laughs> whack ass book in his own universe and Right, right. Yeah. 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 Of all of these uh, of all of the, the B C heroes of one of these things is not like the other. I was like, How in the hell is Iron Fist there? Um yeah. uh and yeah. Black Yeah. Black Panther being there too also seemed kinda weird, but whatever. Uh A bit. Yeah, it, it's just kinda weird. Um Brother Beavis, what do you think the purpose of setting this scene up is? I'm sure it has long-term purposes, but on the opening of the book, I was like, uh, what? Why, why yeah. are we being Odin fighting cavemen? Well, I mean, it's this whole payoff with the Celestial, and, and that goes even back farther. But So there, this is the link. I, I mean, the, the legacy timeline is trying to show, like, this story started a long time ago, and it's this link to the Celestial that this, I guess, early... I guess, quote-unquote, Avengers, uh, the the first incarnation of the Avengers took on back in the day. Um, it seems a little forced to me. Yeah. Very forced. Like, if you dropped this out, if you dropped this whole story sequence out, the book wouldn't make any less sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, I think when I sent the initial note, I was like, cause I thought this was a separate book when they were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're going to do this story. And I was like, no, it's just in this book. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, you know, um, I just, I didn't see, I didn't see, like, I mean, again, I know the payoff is going to be later on. Did y'all think for a second, we'll throw it to Sam, and did you think for a second, like, the Celestials are getting the push because we know they're going to be in um, in the Infinity Wars since they were already in Guardians 2? The Infinity War? Um, yeah. Let's, just, War, let's yeah. just say, yeah, it, it didn't hurt. That kind of, like, re-educate some of the public on the Celestials since, yeah, that's, that is kind of the direction they're going to be going. And, yeah, like you said, in the movies and stuff. Um, I mean, after I figured out what was going on, you know, with the host and all that stuff, they, uh, the dude kept talking about, 
I was like, oh, yeah, that could be interesting, you know. And and real quick, yeah, I I enjoyed this book too, for the most part. There there were some weird, you know. Beavis kind of said <laughs> the uh, the preview or the or, excuse me the trailer, and I yeah. I didn't think about it at the time reading it. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, they are in and then they are out, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of irritating. You know, that was the only part I didn't really like. But uh, yeah. other than that, I kind of I'm I'm interested. Let's just say I'm interested to see what direction they go with it because it it could pay off uh, mm. pretty well. Okay, so, so yeah. So yeah, they they fight the celestial, and it, you know you kind of don't see the end of the battle before it ends into or goes into beat number two, where we get uh, present day um, Ghost Rider, which is the Robbie Reyes character, and I put it in one of the notes there too. Brother Beavis, you are our Agents of Shield expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he appeared. Was it this season of Agents of Shield, and how was yeah, that? Yeah, season four. So. Right. Uh, so season season one was the Hyde return. Season two was the introduction of the Inhumans, and then no, I'm sorry. Season two was yeah, it was basically they intro the Inhumans and they get to the Terra Genesis, and then season three is all about the Inhumans. And one of the main characters is an Inhuman, and she gets she splinters off from the group, and she's like a vigilante at the beginning of season four, and so. Um, there's somebody that's like killing all these people, and so she tries to track him down and finds out it's this uh, this writer who's seeking revenge on all these people. And uh, the effects were great, and the character was cool. It was they broke up season four into like three arcs, and the first arc was the revelation of this uh, the Darkhold, which is from Marvel Comics. It's this book of power, and once somebody gets a hold of that that sets up the rest of the season where it lets this they're they're making they're working on this life model decoy that becomes sentient and then puts them all in a virtual reality uh at the end of the season so they play it back they play it on and off the spirit of vengeance um goes in between uh robbie reyes and a couple other people he does have the car instead of the motorcycle or the classic ones but the effects were great he had the chain it was cool I mean, I'm not as up to date on Agents of Shield or Ghost Rider, uh, and I, you know, I know that one of my notes for later on was like, if if brother or if, uh, Big Hush was on this call, his he has an weird. I can obsession. pinch it on that. I can pinch yeah. it on that. You can for Ghost Rider, yeah. no, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, because I, I didn't know there was a car now. Like it was this Christine uh, that he has this car that's like driving him around or whatever. But yeah, so Robbie Reyes winds up in South Africa somehow. The car has gotten him that far. And he winds up in a val- in a battle with Starbrand, who y'all just told me that is something that came out of the eighties, I would possibly imagine. Um but yeah, yeah, you know, hey, there is another. Uh, you know, is there a is there a a a a preference, Brother Beavis, since you can pinch it for my brother, do you have a preference with Johnny Blaze or Robbie Reyes? Well, I mean, Johnny, Robbie Reyes is is different from the main thread because there was a relationship between Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch, uh, who right. was the second Ghost second. Rider. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know how how Robbie Reyes got the Ghost Rider thing in the in the comics in the show. Like his he and his brother were driving, and there there was a hit on them because of something his uncle was into. 
And as he was dying, he wanted vengeance on who somebody who hurt his brother, and so he gets inhabited by the spirit of vengeance. So I think they've just established it's a thing. It's the demon Zarathos, who's the enemy of Mephisto that hops in and out of people. So I, you know, I have a soft spot for the motorcycle, but the car is pretty sweet. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just different. different. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little different. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not a Ghost Rider fan. Uh, so what I found yeah. out when the movie came out was. I'm really only a fan of the Ghost Rider visuals. Like, because yeah. uh, we had, when I was a kid, there was like a stack of books in my house when I was like real young. It was probably like my brother had tonsillitis, so somebody went to the store and bought like a bunch of stuff off the rack. So I had this random sampling of stuff, and I think one of them was actually a champion's book with Ghost Rider. It was yeah. like Ghost Rider, there was Dark Star, there was all these like borderline characters who were the coolest thing ever to me, like Union Jack and Stingray. <laughs> because those were the only comics I had. So I was always, like, into Ghost Rider when the movie... And when when the Volume 3 came out with Danny Ketch, there was, like, all these glow-in-the-dark covers and Mark Texera's art was always awesome and stuff like that. So I was all into it, but it was kind of garbage. And when the movie yeah. came out, I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, that's like that's like a splash page on, a, on the scene. Oh, my God. Then I saw the movie, I was like, oh, I forgot. Ghost Rider kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, we've run down we've run down rogues galleries for for everybody. There's not even a podcast to be had for Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to come back up when we talk to uh, finishing holes here uh, later on uh, with with his finisher. Um, yeah, uh, Starbrand is is ranting about there is another over <laughs> and over again, and we we're, we're assuming that it's about a celestial. Um, that's that's our guess. Um, but that's fine. Beat number three as we go through the trailer. Uh, we are off to the land of Jotunheim. Uh, the fact that I can say that is a true <laughs> testament to Thor and the Avengers um, movies, by the way. Um, yeah. yeah. The realm of the giants. Loki is on one of his schemes, and he's trying to get his, I was like, man, get, your, get my cousins. I'm about to take my cousins over to Midgard, and uh, we're about to do some stuff. But I ain't going to do it. Y'all need to go to Midgard, and they're looking for something. So he's going to send the baby frost giants off to Midgard to retrieve something for him. And, again, like what I don't like about the modern comic books is that there's too many tie-ins that make it similar to the movies. I don't know if either of y'all feel the same way. Uh, I don't – because these, these things can exist without each other, and I don't, I don't like the tie-ins. The same like his staff is identical. Yeah, 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 and you get and Marvel's made a concert, concerted effort to make this as MCU as it as they can, and I think it's the comics are, uh, as a result have suffered somewhat on a, a lot of these. Uh, not all of them do it, but some of them really do. They you know, with the crossovers and the the way they look. I mean, Loki looks just like Tom Hiddleston. I mean, mm-hmm. can't the only one. I mean, there are other heroes, and mm-hmm. you can't parse like exactly alike. So yeah, yeah, it, it ain't the greatest thing. They yeah, so he sends them out. They wind up at a shield um, secret facility um, where they are packing away all of their stuff. Shield is on its way out. I, I'm not sure altogether the backstory. That could have been like a D plot for Secret Empire, but I don't really remember it. Um, but again, it draws parallels from the movies as well. Um, and then. We're going to get a battle between, I put that as the all, it's the Plessy versus Ferguson, Pete Heroes versus um, the Frost Giants. 
we get Sam Wilson, Captain America, to come in there, even though he's not Sam Wilson, Captain America anymore, coming out of Secret Empire. And that's a whole other story. And we get Lady Thor, Jane Foster, uh, also there, and they take the beating up like frost giants. Um, and apparently there's some jungle fever going on there, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that goes back I, into the Avengers. Uh, yeah, I don't know where that came from either. Now, Jane Foster... And that's been a recurring theme because they did Miss Marvel and, and uh, Brody, too. Oh, okay. So that was... His, they was just telling white dudes to reject these books. We <laughs> 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 know y'all like Lady Thor when she's taking down some chocolate dick, So, um, y'all... Well, I want y'all to read. this is also like the Will Smith thing, right? Like, oh... You can have a black star, but you can't have a black leading lady to go along. You gotta, you, you fucking have yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. see, but, but in Captain America, in Captain Samuels and Captain America, which again, crossing whatever lines or whatever, he he was with Misty Knight for a good bit, and yeah. um, and I'm not sure how that ended, and he wound up, you know, with a with a with a with a smile well, in his mouth. If if we're gonna tie this to the MCU. Uh, or, or the the larger Marvel universe. I've seen Misty Knight and I've seen Jane Foster. Sam yeah. Wilson fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the real Jane Foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it ain't cool at all. Oh yeah, nigga. Um, yeah, he done really messed up. Yeah, that ain't even. That ain't even. And look, I am quite the fan of Natalie Portman. Uh, but he yeah. done messed up hard yeah. uh, because Misty Knight is wow. Oh my god! Man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to go get. I how many, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Side brother, let me tell you how many times I didn't watch the first episode of Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying that. Yeah. I is Simone Missick is that her name? Yes, she's it is phenomenal. I mean, I would, she's she not only like she's like smoking hot, but she's fantastic in that role too. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. She's like the only redeeming part of Defenders. She's yeah. more interesting than Luke Cage, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I like the show, but she's better than he than he is, and in his own show, in my opinion. And let's break this down for for reals for reals. Uh, ain't no way that that version of Danny Rand can handle any version of that woman. They can't put it together. Like, no, yeah, no, yeah. Not, that's why he's with Colleen Wing. Yeah, that's, yeah, and he can't even handle that. Yeah, <laughs> but handling that version of Misty Knight, he is that he is so far over his head, and I hope they never try to put them together because that would yeah, just they, be they, awesome. they they best not. Yeah, they they inhuman that whole thing, and that whole thing's all fucked up. <laughs> 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 and human and becomes a verb. Yeah, for something yeah. not so good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, something definitely not so good. So, yeah, so, yeah, so the battle ensues at the secret uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. facility. Um, Thor, Lady Thor is uh, really kind of, you know, enjoying this battle, I guess, as she would. Sam Wilson, mm-hmm. Captain America, has put on this suit one more, one final time, you know, and spoiler alert, as we come out of these, out of this book, you know, Sam Wilson gets his own regular title back as the Falcon. Like, he's not going to be Captain America anymore. Because, as we get into beat number, uh, what, four here, um, yeah, the white heroes are back. And so there's a whole little trailer thing about 
those the three main Avengers, uh, like founders, kind of coming back together. So Captain America's at a dive bar. Like I was like, oh, he's at the bar in uh, like swingers. Um, like he's just there. <laughs> I was like, uh, where's where's that one dude just talking really really fast? I can't understand where he's saying. Um, he's there, and he doesn't know where his life is headed. Then, um, who is it? Uh, uh, Cap is finding himself. Yeah, that's the note that I put. Tony Stark is missing, um, and Thor mm-hmm. is still unworthy because he doesn't have that, and he's stuck on Asgard, not able to do anything. So you get Asgardia, the right? Did they? It's yeah. like a little floating yeah. island now. Yeah, yeah. But it is. They renamed it. Yeah, it's Asgardia now. It's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah, he's still. And again, the books mirroring the movies. He's short-haired. He's not long-haired Thor yeah. anymore. Um, uh-huh. You know, so you get the three the the three primary founders of the Avengers of the Avengers and you know, kind of where they are before the Avengers relaunches in and of itself. So I think I put in a note. So when the Avengers do come back, so you have these three guys because you know they're going to be back, who do you think fills out the rest of the team? Like, can you think of, you know, it's probably going to be a team of six to seven. Can you think of anybody that's going to fill out the team? Because I think they're going to go probably more traditional not like this post new Avengers X Men Avengers because those books are all getting canceled. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not gonna have like mutants on the team or at least you know none of that kind of stuff is gonna be mixed in. So if you're going with the traditional Avengers team, who else makes it, Brother Beavis, besides those three? Well, I mean, if you want to go full throwback, then you have to go Wasp and Hulk and that sort of thing. And but then they've got to go to alternate versions, and then that's gonna be you know, that's going to be awkward. But they can't go into the next Caps kooky quartet thing because that sort of breaks the mold. So I don't think I'm bringing Wonder Man back. Or I mean, it's almost like if to make this wow. meaningful, they have to just put some terrible characters on it to round out the ranks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sam, and do you think they kind of, since they killed the Ultimates book, you they bring right. you know Black Panther and Captain Marvel to the Avengers team, and then some like they'll need a rank at that point because they'll be super yeah. powerful at that point. Yeah, that or they'll go to the team that's on the Disney cartoon. That, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh wow. Yeah. I so who would we be missing then if Black Panther and Captain Marvel are on that team? Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye, yeah, but Hawkeye's not even Hawkeye. I heard he's going to be someone. I Isn't he in remember. jail still? Um, I I heard that he was going to be another hero by the time mm-hmm. all this sorted out. I can't remember the name or whatever, but I, I, I don't think I, he's not himself. Let's put it that way. I think, man, near the end of Secret Empire, he was not in jail anymore because he was quite disturbed by um, Black Widow dying. And I remember he was out for that. Right. Oh, um. Yeah, and I would think that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm just kind of curious. Is, again, we have to, we have to draw the parallels between the books and the movies. So when the movie comes out, the Avengers team is all kind of messed up since, um, it's what Civil War. Yeah. Right. Tony, Tony so. leads the Avengers. You got Tony, War Machine, War Vision, Vision. Yeah. Uh, who was left? Um, uh, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet yeah, Witch. 
Yeah. Well, well they have. They, there's like a scene that. in Avengers Mansion, and there's a version of the Wasp there, okay, which to yeah. me tells me they're going to go old school and figure out how to bring uh, Hank Pym back into the story and have Hank Pym and the Wasp in the history. Yeah, but you won't be doing Hank Pym. You'll wind up having to do Scott, whatever. Scott, you know, yeah. Because of the movie, Maybe. You know what I mean? So it, it, there's that, that weird correlation to kind of keep them, you know, and, which is so funny because we know this. Nobody that's going to see the movies, if they just enjoy the movies, is like, you know what, I'm going to go to the comic book store and see, like, how these things relate together. Because they don't. Like, it's just, they enjoy the movies. They don't need the comic book. No, it's not the same at all. It's just, yeah, they, they, they take some things from the comics to the movies, but, yeah, you're, you're not going to go from the movies back to the comics and try to correlate that Austin assault, man. Yeah, so, I don't know what Yeah. All right. So yeah, so it and the book again it bounces back to beat number one where we have the battle between the Ghost Rider and um, uh, Starbrand. Y'all are, got me bent on Starbrand. I, I that's the, is there a worse freaking hero name? By the way, uh, Battlestar. One of the many reasons it didn't work. <laughs> Why are you running Battlestar? Bro? Marvel Comics favorite or Brothers Comics favorite uh, Battlestar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brothers Comics <laughs> Podcast, sponsored by Battlestar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the battle, they're they're fighting all over the place. There's two archaeologists that are looking for something in South Africa as well. The battle's kind of raging around them as, as while that's going on. And then um, Ghost Rider hits Starbrand with his finisher, uh, which he has to feel <laughs> all the depths of, what's it called? The penance of there. Yeah, the, the penance there. there. Thank you. The penance there, uh, <laughs> where you have to face all the deaths of all the people uh, that you in the past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as I thought, as I thought about this, and I put that in this, I'm like, can we think of a worse finisher? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> like, can you think of a wrestler who had a worse finisher than the penance there? Because. Oh, um, wow. Uh, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan's leg drop is one of the worst finishers yeah. of all time, by the way. Yeah. The big yeah. leg drop is one of the worst. Uh, it's probably number got, one. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. For somebody who's as big as he is and was, that is one of the worst finishers of all time. Um, I, I hate Scott Hall's fucking finisher, by the way. I always thought it looked stupid as that. Um, I can't even remember what the hell he called it, but it's ignorant. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, what's it called? That's your boy, Brother Beavis. Well, it was where it was like it was an airplane spin and he dropped them off. Yeah. The oh, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it is ignorant. I hate it, but I can't even remember the name of it. It's okay. it's bad. Okay. But, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> I know at one point, like, uh, Terry Gordy went from the pile driver to the Oriental Spike. I'm like, uh, you should just yeah. get pile drive people. Hell yeah. The Claw. Yeah. The claws for the claws. Oh, the claw. Bear, <laughs> That might be right. the analog. Yeah, like the, the claw is something like you're supposed to know about, but it's actually kind of dumb. Yeah, the claw <laughs> versus the pen and stare. I think that's a good analogy. Really Maybe pop back with chicken wing too. That's the pen and stare was like, hey, we want this guy to be tough, but obviously we can't kill people. So how are we going to finish these fights? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the pen and stare right there. There you go. Yeah. This is not a not a good one. Um, yeah, and, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier about the awful Nick Cage movies. Now, I, um, 
there will be an audio drop here soon. Um, I actually have never seen those movies, like, in their entirety. Like, I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, I am truly in love with um, whoever that Spanish lady is. Um, But beyond (laughs) that... I cannot. I, I see Nick Cage. Is I see that Eva Mendes? Yeah, Eva Mendes. Oh, I think it is. Yeah. I see that rug on his head. Yeah. And I'm just like, I cannot mess with this in any way, shape, or form. I know after it's over, I'm going to want to hurt myself. So mm-hmm. I just pass. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was quite obviously before the Marvel Studios era. Yeah, because anybody was making a Marvel movie back then. And, and it got, it got a sequel, too, right? Yeah. There's two oh, of yeah, them, there was right? two of them. There was two of them, yeah. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he hits him with the pen and stare. I think they probably they probably had, like, all the CGI done after the first one. They're like, well, we might as well make another one. They probably yeah, had, like, a bunch of well throwaway CGI shots. <laughs> See, we can make some money off this piece of shit. <laughs> He's got the, the ham bone left over. like, well, guess I'll make gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Spirits of Vengeance. <laughs> the ham bone of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, so there's there's that, and he takes out Starbrand. That's awful. I can't even – every time I have to say it, it makes my stomach hurt. Um, he takes him out, and but the scene doesn't stop there, and we'll come back to it later because the archaeologists are getting deep into the tunnels of um, whatever they're looking for in South Africa because, again, there is another – um, beat five, and then this was a weird one here. You kind of just brought it up. There's a beat with the Avengers Mansion, um, Doctor Strange's crib, and Deadpool. The Deadpool thing just is stupid. I don't, it was just I don't thrown in there. Yeah, it was yeah. just thrown in there to put Deadpool in it because he's so popular. And then the other two, uh, one, the one with Doctor Strange is weird. Uh, but it does have a reveal with the return of Harry Os or Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn, yeah, yeah. And then the other one with the Avengers was just like kind of a shout out to that to the statue. I think as Brother Beavis just brought up that maybe the Avengers are coming back or which version of the Avengers. I put it out there for y'all. The return of Norman Osborn. Is there any version of this world where that is like, oh shit, Norman Osborn came back, Brother Beavis? So, you know, I haven't tracked a bunch of his stuff with Thunderbolts and how he came back and whatnot. I mean, I guess, um, but you know, it's just another guy at this point. Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I guess it probably means a lot for Spider-Man fans. But mm-hmm. has he even been yeah. in the book, like in Spider-Man, as a villain for like? Um, he was more of the only Spider. Mainstream villain. And I like Spider-Man. The only villain. Spider-Man I've been reading is Miles Morales, so he's not a part of that at all. But no, no. The last he's thing a... I remember him being, but he was the Iron Patriot, like for the long, like yeah. that was the last. I mean, I he's basically like the Lex Lut- Lex Luthor of the Marvel Universe with hair. Yeah, yeah with hair. Yeah. And so yeah, I, mean, I mean, I guess. It's he's another villain. He could certainly be better basis for story than have people fight heroes. But <laughs> when they, yeah. and they they bring back in there and like in in one of the um, 
the where Cap is sitting at the diner, you know, it's on Roxon TV, and you know, Wilson Fisk is running for mayor of New York City, and uh-huh. there was another like kind of a little news drop in there, just you know, just kind of like a throwaway thing that you know, oh, I'm sure they're going to come back to that later, you know putting Norman Osborne back in there, you know, does he become like a global threat? You know, he's always been, you know, whether he's been, you know, we all think of him as the Green Goblin. You know, when he went on this different tear or whatever that he was doing when I wasn't reading books, like I never really thought anybody was like, oh, you know, he's moved up to Dr. Doom territory. Like I never, you know, thought that he was like a, you know, like a global threat. He's always just been like his local heroes or smaller heroes. So kind of like, eh. I don't really care about, you know, he could have been done like a long time ago when I was bringing J. Michael Straczynski Spider-Man, like yeah. a long time ago. Like I, there was no reason to bring it back. Um, but, uh, right. yeah, okay. All right. So beat number six, back to beat number three. Um, the battle continues, Plessy versus Ferguson heroes. We get the introduction or she comes into the battle with Riri Williams, I, a.k.a. Ironheart. Uh, there's a funny bit about her not knowing what to say about uh, Avengers Assemble. I thought I right. thought it was kind of cute and funny. Uh, I, I, I think I was. Go yeah. ahead. No, I, I thought it was cute and funny. It, I, I'm sure it could be a little bit grating for some long-time readers. But I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's kind of cute and funny. And, um, you know, they vanquish all of the um, all of the Frost Giants and get them ready. Um, uh, Lady Thor is ready to... Um, uh, Ride Captain Falcon out into the uh, sunset. I don't know if you see that little. <laughs> they're all booed up, man, because they, yeah, it's, it's something. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. We we discussed Ironheart on here when they were drawing her like she was 19 years old with her body all over the place by J. Scott Campbell. Uh, I read the book um, for the first few issues. Um, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of it. I thought the, it was very stereotypical of uh, certain things, so I, I just kind of dropped it. Right. This is a character, though, that's a Plessy versus Ferguson hero. Once Tony comes back, are you going to have two Iron Man's brother Beaver? I mean, he's had, you know, he's had sidekicks in the past. I mean, the Rhodes became an established character, but they have... You know, he's had other people in his in his story, and there's certainly, you know, the Iron Man book is big enough for multiple characters, and but you know, when they're just derivative of him, they just become less interesting. So, right. it could work, but it's not clear what story they're trying to tell. And honestly, like the Tony as mentor for the high school protege, yeah, where we heard that before, you know, so it's just it's another sort of MCUism. To me, and you know, that's kind of how it's been. Where in the books, more recently, you know, he's like an he's AI, like he doesn't even exist. He's in that coma or whatever that he's disappeared yeah. from in this book, and he's just kind of advising her. Um, I mean, it, 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 okay. did we skip the part of what do you guys think about Sam Wilson? Um, you know what, his glow up. It's actually gotten a lot bigger than I thought it would actually get. You know, like he blew up to a point where I generally think that people accepted him as like Black Captain America. Like I really do. Um, like his that the book was well written, um, and they they and again this is Nick Spencer too, where he gets a lot of shit for what he did with Hydra Cap. 
he handled that character very well, and he put him in situations where he could be successful and grow as a character. So, yeah, I, I was. I mean, I was a fan of like that. I'm. I'm. I'm worried about him going back to Falcon. To be quite honest with you, uh, what did you think, Sammy? Yeah, I agree. There were some. Um, I was one of my um, newer favorite uh, episodes of. Um, where he was Captain America when um, I believe was this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it uh, Bill Foster's funeral and he had to speak at it? And so yeah. all the brothers and sisters of the Marvel universe basically got got together. Storm, Luke Cage, Misty Knight, him, um, Brother Voodoo. I think I missed somebody. Yeah, and, yeah and I don't know Black Marvel Twitter. Twitter. they got on yeah. Black Marvel Twitter and got everybody. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I thought that was really well handled, and there were other episodes too. You know. Um, I actually liked him when he was just in the regular Avengers comic because he was kind of the de facto leader, pretty much. Him, mm-hmm. it's kind of him, and at the time Iron Man, but it was really him. And, so uh, I just speaking of Bill Foster, I just found out today Bill Foster has a nephew named Tom. So Bill Foster is the uncle of Tom. Really? Oh, that's, what, that's how we're doing this these days. Oh, Lord. all right. Okay. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, so I never, like, I didn't read, I haven't read much with him. I've seen a couple of Avengers books, uh, Falcon, that is. But I just keep going back to, like, yeah, if you're going to be the Falcon, the Falcon kind of sucks. So yeah. Change it, you know. Don't don't go back to Falcon because I think it's kind of a lame character and <laughs> as far as the costume and all that shit. Uh, yeah. well, I think it, this is a place where I think the movies definitely surpass the comic because I like... You know, whether it's, I like Anthony Mackie's portrayal, but I like the character and his power set and stuff like that. His, you know, his technology set. I like the Falcon in the movies. It's believable. You, you can get yeah. into it without, I mean, you accept it immediately. It's like, yeah, I can believe yeah. that. Get, get a, yeah, uh, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. The military hardware um, kind of guy works a lot better than the dude that talks to birds. Yeah, um, no, glad to see what a bird and all that. Come yeah. on. That, 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 that. Uh, and we'll, let me go back to your Bill Foster moment there for a minute. Uh, if you've been following kind of comic book news and whatnot, whether it's at our brotherscomics.com website or not or whatever, um, Bill Foster is going to make an appearance in uh, Wasp and Ant-Man, the sequel movie. Uh, yes. Going to be uh, Lawrence Fishburne, if I'm not mistaken. And um, Morpheus is going to play Bill Foster. Um, that nigga got to die. Okay. Uh, he got to <laughs> die. Put not, him in it. You, can't, you cannot put him in it and not kill him at this point. You have to kill him. I'm sorry. I don't want to see him die, but you got to kill him. You got to kill him, man. I'm sorry. You got to kill Bill Foster in that movie. If you don't, you don't kill him, make, you don't even make it through one movie. I mean, come on, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, that's what, so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I texted y'all as I was driving. I think it was one of the weekends I had to drive to Atlanta, and I was just listening to our podcast driving back and forth. And um, our podcast, our Civil War podcast, was genius. So if you want to go back and get a laugh about the Civil War, the comic book of 2006, get a laugh. It's freaking genius. Oh my god, it's genius. Anyway, um, all right, back to this recap. Uh, so yeah, so the battle ends. The Avengers are back, and now we go to beat number seven. And this, to me, 
you know, it, I'm looking at it on my online thing. It's literally right in the middle of the book, and I don't think this is a coincidence um, that we see a drop-in shot really from the top to the bottom of Johnny Storm and uh, – dickhead Johnny Storm on this podcast, by the way – Johnny Storm <laughs> and um, The Thing, and yeah. basically pondering, you know, if anybody needs or wants the Fantastic Four back, or they, would, would they even remember us? And there's been all these hints that they could be coming back. There's been a ton of hints that they're coming back. So a lot. Yeah, he's he hits the he hits the signal up in the air with the with the the flare gun or whatever, and you see the the flying four. So, okay, two things. One, okay, the Fantastic Four come back. Drawing the parallels from what we've just been talking about. Does this lead you to think that there's some version of the Fantastic Four that's coming up in one of these movies, Brother Peter? Well, have we not heard the rumor that they're trying to make a Valerian Franklin show? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, spoiler given alert. spoiler alert how this ends, uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that Fantastic Four are going to be back with a different four uh, to get us comfortable with the idea of seeing those two. Yeah. <sighs> The world. Uh, Sandman, did you think that there was maybe this is, you know, the the long rumored they've worked something out to get the Fantastic Four back into the MCU? Well, you know what? I don't believe that, but you can't help but look at the correlation between the rumors coming out by Fox trying to make this goddamn awful Valeria Franklin show, Fantastic Four led shitty movie, and, um, what we see here in the book, I mean, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if they really are trying to work some kind of deal out between them. I don't know. I think it's just bad circumstance, <laughs> and, uh, and Fox is just going to go their way, and they're just in this book. Um, complete circumstance, I mean, uh, coincidence. But uh, it got you thinking for a second. Yeah. They killed the book at issue 600, the Fantastic Four book. They killed it at 600 uh-huh. roughly three years ago. Um, About I don't longer know. Than yeah, I, it might be a little longer than that. I don't know that anybody has been like, you know, where's Fantastic Four? I want a new Fantastic Four book because I just think that the 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 team in and of itself is such a hard sale in modern comics. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is. Like, you've got, like, different cool characters, but when you put them together with Reed, who I think is a freaking anvil to the team, like, I just think that makes it more difficult. It's not a coincidence that the two that you still see in, in books were, were, were Thing and Jack Storm because they, they most visually make more sense and are the, you know, air quotation, cooler characters of the four of them. Well, I think, too, you know, they're always going to want to have a book that has conflict amongst the team. And when it's a family, it's uncomfortable. That's not, that's not, I don't want to read about Reed and Sue's marital problems. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think there's a reason that the most successful Fantastic Four movie is still called The Incredibles. It's, you know, basically, <laughs> it is a movie. And, you know, and it's, it's played up for laughs. You know, the, the dynamic of the Fantastic Four, the family dynamic, it's all kind of a comedy. Yeah. It's well done, but it's, it's a comedy, and it there's, really there's definitely a good way. product in here. They just haven't figured out how to do it in modern time. Yes, I just I don't know that I don't I mean uh, 
I don't know that there is a good product in there. Like, I really think the powers that they have in terms of live action, except for the dude that can be made of rocks and the fire person, like, I don't right. know that there is. Like, I don't. I don't. I, 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 every time I, you know, freaking FX is forever showing them freaking Fantastic Four movies, man, as terrible as they are, because they have to probably because they're contractually obligated to show it every, temp- every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Those movies are bad for a lot of reasons, but I start looking and I'm like, man, I you just, there is a character made of orange rocks in here. That might be a little <laughs> difficult to sell. I mean, the dude that can fly and fly <laughs> himself on fire, that's cool, but the yeah. stretchy Armstrong dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just be a they hard played, they played a lot of his stuff for a joke, and then Jessica Alba was just so misplaced in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That movie. Yeah, and then the new one was awful, off in its own awful way. Uh, I just, I, I just don't know if it's all together. I don't know if it's all together. Just not just them. Like I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I genuinely enjoy the Fantastic Four in very small doses. They're almost like the Inhumans at this point for me. Like where I, I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's like, yeah, I want to see Reed and I want to see him, you know, as a part of the Illum- the Illuminati and whatnot. But I don't need to see him building universes and building like complicated machinery anymore and ignoring his wife and having all these fights and stuff like that. Yeah, they've they've had play. they've had to play up his intelligence so much it's almost made him like completely unrelatable. Yeah. And and also and it's kind of ironic you mentioned the inhumans. I think the only way that you can really do a successful Fantastic Four is uh, other than the Incredibles, you gotta go full weird. That's one of uh, one of my reasons that the end uh, humans failed they did not embrace the dna of the of the comic you know it's it's fantastical no pun intended you know you have to go full weird you have to go cosmic adventures that's what they're known for that's what a lot of people wanted to see you know uh, in the movies and they really didn't do that you know they're always bogged down by reed versus doom and all that stuff and you know now they're actually trying to do just a dr doom movie which i don't know how they're going to do that without the worst part is Doctor Doom, and for them to yeah. think they're going to do it right, uh, and do them to read. Ooh, Lord, yeah. No, right. yeah. Beat eight. Uh, it's Planet Wakanda, bitch. Um, we we I put the notes out there for y'all, and then we had to went and do some research. And you know, we all got day jobs or whatever, so it's kind of hard for us to be going back. But I'm, like, sitting during uh, – Brother Beaver sent me a note, like, either last night or this morning, and then I was kind of working during my, my little break or whatever, looking on my phone. It was like, okay, now Wakanda has moved from off of, you know, imaginary African planet. I think it's over by Nambia. Sorry, Trump. You suck. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, it's moved off of imaginary African uh, planet on the, on the continent of Africa. It's now out in space. Um, and there there was some version of this. I, I read some bit, and I think I sent it to y'all, too, that, you know, something was in Secret Empire where some technicians or whatever, scientists on, on Wakanda were opening up space portals or whatever, and they found this thing. So, But, again, this thing for Black Panther is much like the Deadpool thing. It was like, hey, yeah, this is happening with uh, Black Panther. All right, bye. You know, and that was it. You know, nothing <laughs> it's really, like just, a, just a flyby, yeah. It's it was no, just a, you know, another drive yeah. yeah, and again, is this just because he has a movie coming out in four months? 
I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, well, I mean, he gets this, to make... But this, can't, this doesn't have anything to do with a movie coming out, though. This is true. Yeah. No. But it keeps them in the, you know, in the conversation, in the national conscience, at least, as far as, right. well, in comic books, anyway. The, the part I struggle with, I like Black Panther. Some of my, some of my best friends are, are Black Panthers. Uh, <laughs> but they put him on this, like, they put him on this power level that's doesn't, it's ridiculous. Like, he was, like, uh, when he first joined the Avengers, like, he defeated the Fantastic Four by himself. When he was on the Avengers team, he could defeat anybody else on the team. He's not Odin. He's not yeah. the Phoenix Force. He's not any of these things. And I don't know, it's like, this is almost like, well, that's day one. You know, that is like he gets this push because uh, it's almost like Marvel just wants to be able to say, well, we have the Black Panther. Yeah. You know, he can. Uh, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's gotten a great push. I do not read the Ta-Nehisi Coates book. Uh, I guess I've said on this podcast numerous times, uh, I just couldn't do it. It was too much. Not even drama, but let's use drama as the best word. It was too much drama. I just thought, I was like, I need, I need my Black Panther to be a hero. And the early parts of that Black Panther book were just mired in freaking um, exposition and um, uh, angst. And I was like, I can't do it. So I would get my Black Panther fix out of the Ultimates. And I was fine with that version of it. You know, the fact that he's kind of moved into this area here, you know, where he was controlling the Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gauntlet at the end of Secret Wars 3, you know, he he got a huge push-up from there. And, you know, and again, that's related to the movies as well because the character gets this big push, you know, he's going to be in the movie. So they pushed him up to this power level that, you know, where it's it's not kind of consistent with the, with with the establishment of the character from the beginning. You know, I mean, he yeah. still has an awful rogues gallery because he's still fighting Claw. So Claw, Claw is your top rogue. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> and so, Nanny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, exactly. So if those are your two, I mean. <laughs> You know, I mean, he had kingly problems in those Ta-Nehisi Coast books. So, yeah, those those are some issues. And, you know, his mom ain't down with him. And there's some killer assassin lesbians that's trying to take down the kingdom. Yeah, those are real problems. But Claw ain't a real problem for Black Panther no more. I'm sorry. Red <laughs> suit. And he has 10,000 problems, but Claw ain't one of them. Claw <laughs> ain't oh, yeah. So, yeah, so good, you know, good for him. They got their own planet. It's pretty interesting that they do. All right, but speaking of planets, go to beat nine. Planet Hulk is looking for or looking for Hulk. Scar, I think it's the planet. Sakar. Sakar. Okay, yeah. They're looking yeah. for him. There's a junk in there about this freaking watching wrestle <laughs> wrestle madness. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's they're making a a joke about uh, people that maybe work in IT and computer. Uh, situations that they would be watching wrestling, which there probably are. But, um, yeah, it, in between that, where they were trying to pick up, the, the fact that Alpha Flight has been deduced to, like, just a name for, like, a... New a, a in, in New Mexico, the one yeah. thing they were known <laughs> for, they've it. taken from them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you put it in Damn. Toronto? Did you put it in Toronto with Drake? Yeah, no, in New Mexico, Alpha Flight. Um, 
<laughs> fucking NAFTA. All right, uh, so, uh, yeah, the the planet is looking for, for the Hulk, and you don't see Hulk. Remember, Hulk is alleged. well, Bruce Banner is allegedly dead. Uh, he was actually one of the BC heroes as well, um, the Hulk figure or whatever, so. I mean, no, that was man. Starbrand. That was Starbrand. Oh, no, no, Hulk is in there at the beginning. That was Starbrand on a caveman. Yeah. What? It, it Starbrand like is not oh, no. even a person. Starbrand is like a thing. It's yeah, this it, sort of it mindless, mindless power mark of power that empowers somebody that it, that it lands on. Sorry. My neck is hurting from shaking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, allegedly Bruce is dead because uh, Hawkeye killed him. In, uh, yeah, so allegedly he's dead. I'm sure he's not dead. My note to y'all was there. Okay, so fine, they're going to bring back Hulk. Is there any reason to bring back big dumb Hulk? Like like the event like the X Men shouldn't be fighting these battles anymore about um you know, uh since there's inhumans and superpowered heroes, like people hating on mutants, which makes no sense anymore. Is there any reason to bring back Hulk where he just can't talk and be intelligent and Bruce Banner can turn back and forth? I hate to see that because that means that there's no progress with the character. I mean, but I mean that's that's the downside of comic books. You have to keep the characters around, or <laughs> and so they like recycle them again back to what they were eventually. But I hate that because you know it's <laughs> you're back to square run again. So yeah. I would say no, but it's inevitable to happen. Well, I'll say the same thing I always say. Like, if you put a good creative team on it, anybody can do anything. I mean, if you just got Big Dumb Hulk, then you know you tell the story around him. If there's a if there's a supporting cast, or if he's moving, you know, if he's going through areas where there's there's stories being told, and he's just moving the plot forward, then that's fine. But you know, I think the give and take of his progression through is he or is he not in control? Um, you know that that's what Hulk lived on for the longest time, and I think I, here's another case where I think Hulk in the movies has been so much better. Uh, but then Hulk in the movies got us uh, jokey, punchy Hulk on the mm-hmm. New Avengers cartoon, which has got awful, so, which is horrible. Yes. Yeah. That I'll okay. tell you something. Well, I just I just don't think that. Um... Just you definitely should not put him with four other Hulk-like heroes and have him be a special team of operatives working for some for any. You definitely should not do that. I call them the agents of Smash. Yes. You don't think that's a great idea? No. no don't even say that shit name. Let me let me do it for my brother. Damn Disney. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because that does come up in beat number 10 here as well. Um, as the final battle rages inside the archaeological find, um, there's a celestial uh, body there, and there's the final, you know, summon whichever is the final whatever. And we actually, we kind of talked about this, about the celestials getting a boost since Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so hashtag damn Disney. All right. One of the big things that were coming out as we get to beat number 11 is there was a return of a character. You know, as things were coming out on Twitter from, you know, comic book, movie news, or whatever, um, you know, I, I take that stuff, I take the link, I, I, I 
pin it to our Facebook page. I'll pin it to our Twitter thing. And sometimes I get a chance to read them. Other times I can't. I just kind of throw them out there. But this one I actually read, and I looked through, you know, because it was like, hey, you know, there's going to be a return of a character coming soon. And I was like, oh, I wonder who's coming back. At, at that point, I'm really kind of naive to it because, like, I'm at work, and I'm not really thinking that hard about comic books most of the time. And I'm thinking, oh, who could be coming back or whatever. So I read the thing, and I read the link. You know, spoiler alert, um, if you don't want to find out who's back, you haven't read the book yet, take a few minutes. Although, uh, I did spoil it on Twitter after I read it because I, I did post it, and then when I finally read it, people was like, damn, dude, don't spoil it. Oops, my bad. Sorry. Um, okay, so we get a return or the return of Wolverine, Logan. No um, adjective in front of his name. Um I was like, okay, I, the return of Logan, of that Logan, that Wolverine, that version of Wolverine, the, the, the Wolverine, the Logan. Uh, he, by the way, he comes back into the book where he stops the one frost giant that got away, and um, he takes him out or whatever while he's driving a beer truck or whatever. It, blah blah. It's, it is what it is. All right. So, brother Beavis, are, are you okay with the return of? The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Well, uh, the problem comes in that there's five other Wolverines. So <laughs> what does this Wolverine bring us that we don't already have? I mean, I accept that Resurrection is part of the Marvel life cycle, but they've taken so many other steps to fill in the gap. Like when you sent out that link of, of like who wants to read these books so we can talk about, it's like, okay, well, which Wolverine or Spider-Man book do I want to choose? Their whole lineup is like Wolverine and Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with him being back. It really seems odd to me that they drop him into this story where somehow he's tracking down Infinity Stones. I mean, I, 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 that part I don't understand. And yeah, I hope they don't go like, oh, he's just like something's manifested in his body or some bullshit like that. I can't take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, you, know, you, you wonder... Which made me, I'm not even that wonder or whatever, but, you know, there was that time with the new Avengers or whatever, that Wolverine, Spider-Man, were, man, this weird group of, like, Avengers on the team or whatever, so now you try to in this book. You wouldn't think that they're going to go back to that because they can't use him in the movie, but, uh, golly, I wouldn't think that they'd go back to that. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Uh, no. well, and they show, well, I mean, so, well, the other side of this is they haven't touched on it yet, but Phoenix is coming back, right? Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah. So and and Scott's not around, so who yep. knows? And young is the original displaced timeline. Phoenix is the one that discovers his, I guess, adamantian carcass that's been cracked open, and that's how he's got out. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I go ahead, Samian. I got thoughts. What were you going to ask me? I, I, I was content. No. What do you think about? Are you okay with the return of of the Wolverine? Uh, I suppose, but as a trade-off, like Beaver's already said, I mean, you got five other Wolverine offshoots slash timeline just Wolverines already. I mean, come on, you got a. I mean, you got a problem now too because now you're gonna have Old Man Logan and his uh, what? What is it? His his son, James Howlett, yeah. Wolverine, whatever it is. And come on, man. I mean, y'all got to do something about that. I mean, it's confusing enough as it is. All these characters leaving and then coming back to life, and now you're gonna have the original back, and you're going to have two Jean Greys, one time displaced young one. Um, I don't even know which, which version of uh, this Jean Grey. I guess the one that died 
not too long ago. Uh, yeah, I think it's the original. Yeah, it's the OG Jean Grey. Yeah, I literally like when they said it. I was like, I literally like, well, what, well, what you want and shit. <laughs> no, I was thinking, is it the Phoenix? Is it actually Jean Grey? But now Jean Grey is the Phoenix for real. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I mean that's. It's crazy. <laughs> I just had I a flash of like, I am your Phoenix B. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, I, I guess it all depends on how you feel about like Old Man Logan and or X-23. That's kind of how I saw the whole thing. And again, I see everything. And right James on. Hudson. Morales, and, well, nobody likes James Hudson. Even James Hudson don't like James Hudson or Howard yeah, or whatever the fuck. I said Howard. I think it's Hudson. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay. and again, I always think about the stuff with the movies. I'm like, okay, so if you're bringing him back, that means that if there is another, or when there's another X-Men movie, whether it's during Phoenix or X-Force or whatever, they're going to recast Wolverine. They've made all these X-Men movies, and he's been in every single one of them. Every single every one, there's been a Wolverine or at least Hugh Jackman in it. So everybody's online. It's like, oh, well, they already have a Wolverine. That's Laura. And I'm like, um, I don't know that um, yeah. if Fox has the testicular fortitude to be like, you know what? We're going to make Wolverine a woman moving forward and build our franchise on top of that. Yeah. I can't yeah. see it. No. I don't think they have the nuts for it. And no. That means when I saw this, I was like, oh, well, they're going to recast some dude to be Wolverine or pump, you know, Hugh Jackman full of freaking HGH to try to get him through these movies like they do with uh, Robert Downey Jr. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, whatever. Is, is he going to come back to kill all these other people? Because that would be great, except for Laura. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting to see, at least. Yeah, but beyond that, like, uh, I had already kind of accepted Old Man Logan on reading, you know, Astonishing X-Men. You know, it it it, it takes, you know, like medicine. It goes down hard, but, you know, you did get it down. You know, yeah. that's kind of how I dealt with Old Man Logan. So, you know, Well, that I, was the part, that was the only part I didn't like about was the X-Men Blue. Is that the team? He's on the team Gold. I can't remember. But he's, he's on, on Gold. Um, He's on gold. Yeah, yeah gold. That, that, that made no sense to me. It's like, really? I mean, y'all that desperate to have a Wolverine, you're just gonna go snatch one out of another timeline, and just put yeah, it in the X. It just didn't <laughs> seem. I, I, I was like, yes, yeah, so I just was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, hype so. or no hype when you when you, when he came back? Hype or no hype? For me, I'd say no hype. <laughs> but that's just me. I don't know. Right. It just didn't really move me. Yeah, no hype. I mean, Marvel's no gone hype. to the death and bring back too often. I mean, yeah, they're like, uh, you know, the joke is Jean Grey, but really Jean Grey is over a long period of time has, has been killed and brought back a modest number of times. They're yeah, doing like, like they've, they've done like six major deaths this calendar year and brought back <laughs> probably five people. So, yeah, yeah I'm kind of <laughs> over that. Yeah. 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 The only person that's been dead longer in Jean Grey goes Gwen Stacy. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Um, she's a star now. <laughs> yeah, she's movie. a star in another book. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So <laughs> the final beat is B12. Again, uh, Wolverine finds an Infinity Stone. Uh, they get to getting to the book as it concludes with our narrator. 
and we get a chance to see Valeria um, uh, Richards and Franklin Richards. Uh, now, if you remember at the end of Secret Wars 3, um, there was the there was building all these multiverses, and that was how Reed and his family left it. You know, Thing went on to join the Guardians of the Galaxy, or I think it was the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think Johnny did too, or something like that. They were both, they stayed, and the other ones were building, like, all these multiverses. And this is basically where the kids are with their parents building multiverses. Uh, there's a little bit of a hand of possibly a celestial or some type of being or whatever. But that's really basically how the book ends, where you see Valeria and Franklin helping be, helping their parents build, uh, continue to build multiverses. Um, again, were the Fantastic Four really missed? You know, again, it's a damn Disney kind of moment. But yeah. overall, as we start to wrap up the book, even though it's a trailer, Brother Beavis, did you enjoy the trailer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really. Okay. <laughs> oh, because, because because I have relaunchitis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And. And I don't need another story that is about the end of the universe with people trying to collect a random number of ultra-powerful items to save the day. Right. I just, I just don't. Right. Hey, man. I did. You know, it might, I might be a sucker, but it's. Um, I'm somewhat interested to in see what the celestial. Um, um, storyline that's going to be in this because uh, they're talking about hosts. You know, they're talking about what I think is going to happen. And potential spoilers is the Celestials come to Earth and try to judge humanity uh, or some or some kind of offshoot. Something's going to the story's going to be something along that line, and which has been done before, by the way. Thor alone, they've done that storyline. But um, um, I am curious for some reason, and I yeah, I actually did enjoy it. So take that for what it's worth. I enjoyed it too, um, for whatever reason. Uh, it's, it's not like that I enjoy going back to Plessy versus Ferguson Heroes. That's definitely not it, because I think there's a room there's room enough in the universe for everybody. Um, right. So I I don't enjoy necessarily that part of it. What I do enjoy, I guess, is air quotations. What I do enjoy is the fact that. I think this might be a good reset for them of all the resets. <laughs> like this might be a good idea for them to kind of reset the universe moving forward, at least in a comic book version. Like I, I, I think I have maybe some overt optimism that's probably not founded in the fact that, okay, if y'all can like put this together and make the book something of an event to go and get and read, and then keep the movie separate of that. Like, that's what I want, although this book screams that that's not what they're going to do. Like, I just mm-hmm. have this thought, like, okay, you know what? We're going to kind of get the books back to where they were and maybe kind of push them in a way that that people are used to. Like, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Like, I mm-hmm. haven't seen what's going to come after Legacy because I'm sure it's already out there in some freaking trade. Like, hey, after Legacy, they're going to do this because we're beginning into the – you know, Legacy will be over in the spring, so what is going to be the spring event that's going to happen? You know, I I, I think they've done a good job with the X-Men books, like when they hit their reset. Like I did, I, I really do. Like I enjoy 
I don't enjoy blue as much as I know. I've switched to gold, which is kind of scary because it's the kitty book. <laughs> but I've like I've enjoyed like that restart, you know, uh, like you know, blue and gold. And Astonishing is actually a really good X Men book. Right? That's a really good book. And mm-hmm. you know, so I'm thinking like if they can kind of you know kind of core team it with some of these books here with you know the major heroes with the Avengers and Iron Man and Captain America and Thor. Maybe they can kind of build off this and make it into something that I'm kind of more comfortable with. Uh, but Lucy I enjoyed has it. A football for you guys. Whenever you're ready, you can go out in the yard and kick it if you want. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Put it down, Lucy. Um, but, <laughs> um, I just I I don't know. Like I just, I I read this and I was like I, you know. And, again, this is for old-time comic book readers or whatever. This is very – I read this, and I had a very similar feeling. Not that the book was any any close to that or whatever. I read this, and I had that kind of Heroes Return kind of feeling. You know, like, not Heroes Reborn, not the freaking mm-hmm. Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld awfulness that that was. Ugh. But once they so came bad. back, I had that kind of Heroes Return feeling where the books felt, like, kind of fresh and new. And right. I'm hoping that that kind of feeling can come back, like for this, like for Heroes Return. Now it could right. turn out like Heroes Return, the NBC show, which was shit, you know. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it could right. be that. Uh, right. that. You know, only a couple of I only lasted a couple of episodes on that. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, hope springs eternal. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that it does. But sorry, back to it. For brothers' comics purposes and for the comic book show. We will be reviewing some of these books here from time to time before we jump back into our our, our X Men uh, kind of classic story recaps. Um, we all is set for a big hutch, but who knows if he'll ever get on this podcast again? We all kind of set aside some books for ourselves that uh, we we're kind of interested in reading. Uh, uh, what were your two, brother Beavis? Uh, I'll probably get two and one, and maybe uh, I wish it wasn't this one, but I. Peter David's one of my favorite writers. Yeah. He's doing a Ben Riley book, which I don't really care about. But we'll test my uh, good creative team on craft stories. We'll we'll test my theory there. No, noted. I don't know if you but, sent yours out saying, "Man, I, I know I'm going to do I, I'm going to do Falcon and the Avengers." Okay, I'm going to do uh, Thor. Is one of them. Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, going up, uh, leading up to the crescendo where uh, the real Thor is probably going to return to. So I'm going to see what happens with that. And um, I don't have the list in front of me. I'm still picking the other one. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll get another one. Yeah, we're going to just kind of read some of the books and re- review them here. You know, again, they come out monthly, so you know it'll kind of <laughs> there where it may be if they'll come out monthly. And we'll kind of, like, have the reviews up for whoever has the book that comes out. But, yeah, so, but, yeah, definitely we'll, uh, you know, we're kind of going to keep on that. Uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, we got to do something for DC, but I don't know what the hell to do for DC because we're Marvel hacks. So um, (laughs) it really might wind up being the name of this freaking podcast version now, just Marvel hacks. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, so that'll start to wrap up the comic book show for this week for Brothers Comics. Uh, you'll be able to find us podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Our uh, Brothers Comics business. Brother Beavis, you got a 45-second review of, you know, you had, actually had like 60-some-odd people read your article on this con. You want to give huh. your 60-minute review of Baltimore Comic Con? 
Uh, yeah. So um, I I was really I was really happy with it, and you know I've been to some cons that are a lot of sort of multimedia experience or you know more about cinema. This really really did feel like a comic book um, convention. Um, a lot of you know a lot of people that were into the material, a lot of vendors and stuff like that. A big big show floor. I didn't get to see any of the talks or the panels or anything like that, but. You know, it really gave me that sort of old comic book store feel, and I wanted—I really did want to just kind of dig through stuff and see what was there. And it was—it was just fun to be like, just surrounded by people who really, really care about comics and who are really into these sort of things and passionate for them. And I had a great time. Okay. Yeah, you had mentioned it's like, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know what? It's kind of like I—I kind of want to like to completely geek it up. You know, you got it. You go, you know, and I have this thing too. I go with my kids to these things. It's like, yeah, I, I'm so limited by what I can do or basically what I can't do. It's just like, man, I really want to, you know, kind of go and do all these things. But, you know, the attention span of your kids ain't going to allow you yeah. to do it. And uh, it's just like, uh, you know, I have to kind of it up. So, yeah, so there was that. Um, so, yeah, so that was that. You can read the review for uh, Baltimore uh, Comic Con uh, by Brother Beavis on BrothersComics.com. Uh, Brothers Comics News. Uh, tomorrow I'm headed to Tampa Bay MegaCon. Uh, it was one that we and uh, Sandman hit up last year. Sandman's got personal stuff and work this weekend, so he yeah. can't make it. But I'm going over only because I got a, a RSVP VIP thing to go see uh, Jay and Silent Bob. It's the only reason I'm driving over there uh, to go see Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, so yeah, hopefully. I'm kind of jealous. I would actually like to uh, meet. Uh, Go and see that. That's uh, I would like to meet Kevin Smith. He's a yeah, I, I director, but I think he's uh, uh, he's good on comic knowledge. I respect his knowledge of comics. Yeah, so. I I I was I literally had no intention on making this journey uh, until they were like, "Yeah, you get VIPs for that for press." I was like, "Um, crap." Um, <laughs> I was like, "I didn't want to." I was like, I'm not going to pass up this opportunity. You know, I did meet Jay as very briefly as I could at a con earlier, but this opportunity to meet them both and get a picture with them, so I, I can't not not do it. So, yeah, so I'll head to Tampa Bay MegaCon uh, tomorrow. I'll only be there Friday. Um, if you listen or follow us on Twitter, you know that the wonderful and incomparable Malika Salam is going to cover uh, MegaCon for us uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, if you don't follow Malika on Twitter and the Facebook, you are missing out. Get your life and follow her. Um, uh, so there's that. And I don't think there's any other whatever's coming up. We are going to review um, The Gifted. Um, uh, we'll be, well, yeah, we're going to recap podcast it after the show on Monday night. Uh, let's see how long the show lasts. Yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. And, um so, yeah, so be checking out for that uh, early next week for The Gifted. Uh, Female Perspective actually saw it tonight at a, at a press screening up in, in the ATL. So uh, and she enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not sure how much that means uh, with her reviews of things. But, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. What are you trying that, to say? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, so we will got that. Uh, we're supposed to have a Brothers Comics podcast, which will be Podcast 71 for Brothers Comics this Sunday. Uh, so just as we hit our hit our Control-Alt-Reset or alt control alt delete as we reset Brothers Comics here uh, for the fall season, um, we are we are back. So 
So, yeah. All right. So, like I said, that's going to wrap us up here for tonight for Marvel Legacy. So, if we go a thumbs up, thumbs down, all the way around, Brother Beavis, your thumbs down. Uh, yeah, six dollars on thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm thumbs up too. And again, we can be a little negative on this podcast sometimes. Me being probably one of the leaders of that. Uh, I don't know why I got. I feel optimistic about this. Uh, I'm sure I'm gonna get my face cracked though. Uh, I'm sure. I know. I know we're gonna be doing this three weeks from now. I'm like, damn it, brother Beavis. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'll be like I, I, at eighteen dollars. I fucking hate it. Can we get off this shit? Yeah. <laughs> we need to be reading out the dollar bin. Um, so <laughs> I found this oh, yeah. great book called Star Brand in the Dollar Bin. I'm really enjoying it. I bet you could pick up a pretty lengthy run of Star Brand for a dollar. A dollar for a dollar. That's awful. Star Brand. I can't. All right. So, yeah. So, we'll wrap up here for Brothers Comics. Again, find us on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. You can follow Sandman at Sandman415. You can find me uh, at Brothers Comics on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, at Brothers Comics. Uh, you all know where to find me. All right. So we wrap it up. Uh, Sandman, man, say good night. Sayonara, fellow mutants. We will be back. All right. And brother, be say good night, sir. Uh, good night. I'll catch you guys next time. All right. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Peace.